Hey y'all, welcome to the Silver Spoon Podcast. I'm your host, Kennedy Alsop. Please note that this is not financial advice. This is for educational purposes only. The moment you've probably been waiting for is finally here. Today, we're going to give you a crash course in investing, and we're going to affectionately call this series Walking Naked on Wall Street. I feel like that's an appropriate way to express how probably a lot of us feel about investing. But don't you worry, this reoccurring series will have one episode dropping a month to break down investment vehicles, strategies, resources, and other how-tos to help you put your money to work. With just Google and TikTok alone, there is an influx of information out there. Some of it is good, some of it not so much. Some of it applies and some of it really doesn't make sense for everybody. It can be a little difficult to know exactly what investment vehicles and strategies best fit your situation. The Silver Spoon Podcast Walking Naked on Wall Street series is here to help you figure it out. We're going to give you an introduction of the world of investing today. It'll be quick, but don't worry. We're going to revisit all of these topics again in the months to come. Before we talk investment specifics, we have gotta know why we're investing. Whether you're new to investing or looking to just re-up and adjust your investments, it's always important to understand your goals. What goals do you see yourself accomplishing? Are they short-term or are they long-term? Do you want to take a trip next year or do you want to save for your two-year-old son's college education? It's key to know what your goals are and where they fall along your timeline. When you know how long you have to accomplish your goals, it'll better inform what strategy and vehicle will make the most sense for you. So not only will knowing them help, but knowing how long it'll take for you to accomplish them will help that as well. Another thing you'll want to understand before we start investing is risk tolerance. Risk tolerance is the amount of market volatility and loss you're willing to accept as an investor. Just like our life, the market is going to have its good days and it's going to have its bad days, its lows and its highs. What level of either side are you willing to endure? And for what reward? And at what cost? There are five factors that play a role in determining your risk tolerance. The first two we've pretty much already touched on already, and that's your goals and time horizon. What are your goals? Do you want to expand the family, travel the world, buy a property? When do you want to accomplish them? Will you need that money in a year, five years, ten years? Know the specifics. It is so key. Speaking of the specifics, how much are you willing to invest? Your portfolio size is also something that matters. (laughs) The more you have, the more tolerance you may have for declines. 
Whereas the less you have, the more likely you're going to panic in vehicles that would be more volatile over time. The next thing you want to consider is your age. People in their 20s and 30s have more time to recover from the consequences of a risk and therefore tend to take them more often. As we have families that need us and we've got mortgages that have got to be paid and generally just have accrued more responsibility by the time we're in our 40s and beyond, we're probably a lot less willing to stomach large risk. Finally, you want to know your comfort level. How you feel is so very important, so you do not want to ignore it. Ask yourself, how comfortable are you going to be if your investments experience large declines? You may be aggressive and okay with large declines for larger rewards. You may be more conservative and want less volatility for modest gains. Or you might be somebody who's right down the middle. It's important to know where you stand and how you feel before you put your money anywhere. Now that we know what our goals are and what our tolerance is for riding the highs and lows of investing, let's talk about some of the vehicles we can use to put our money to work. As I mentioned, this is going to be a crash course. So we're really going to just be introducing you to some vocabulary here today. We'll continue to go more in depth as the Walking Naked on Wall Street series continues. Let's start with one of the most common, the 401k. A 401k is an employer-sponsored retirement savings plan. Contributions are put into this account pre-tax, meaning they're taken out of your gross income or your pre-tax income. Another way to think of your gross income is that number that you were quoted when you got your job offer. So that is your gross income. Contributions do not come from your net income, which is the income that hits your bank account after taxes and deductions have been taken out. With the way that contributions are taxed, this means that your portion will be due to Uncle Sam at withdrawal in the future in the form of income tax. 401ks are employer-sponsored, which can provide an opportunity for you to receive a match when you contribute up to a certain percentage. So for example, your employer says they'll offer a 5% match. This means you put in 5%, they're going to also put in 5%. Be sure to check in with your employee handbook or HR to find out exactly what your benefits are and max them out. Do not leave free money on the table. Some companies will also offer a Roth option, which will allow you to contribute post-tax dollars to pay Uncle Sam now so you don't have to pay him at withdrawal later. If your company doesn't offer a 401k, do not worry. You can open your own IRA or independent retirement account. IRAs are not employer-sponsored, but they do offer a Roth and a traditional option, just like the 401k. As of this year, you can contribute up to $6,500 on an annual basis. So even if your company does offer a 401k, 
it's never a bad idea to have an IRA as well. The more savings for your future self, the better. We've spoken primarily about retirement vehicles thus far. These are accounts where you're earmarking dollars specifically for the purpose of use in retirement. Both of these accounts do have penalties associated with them for early withdrawal. Remember, these are long-term buckets. They're long-term buckets. They are long-term buckets. There are circumstances in which you can withdraw if you need to, and we'll certainly discuss those in detail in a future episode. But for the purposes of today's episode, these are long-term investments for your money. Now let's talk about some of the other types of investments. There are rates, also known as real estate investment trusts, or companies that own and finance income-producing real estate across a variety of property sectors. There are also CDs, or Certificate of Deposit, which are a type of savings account with a fixed interest rate and a fixed length of time and date of withdrawal, which is also known as a maturity date. The length of time usually for CDs are anywhere from three months to five years. There are ETFs or exchange traded funds, which as the name suggests, are funds traded on exchanges that track specific indices. An index fund is a very commonly known type of ETF that tracks the returns of market of a market index. For example, the very well-known S&P 500 tracks the performance of the top 500 publicly traded companies in the United States. The last investment vehicle that we're going to talk about here today are individual stocks. There are, of course, various ways to open an account that allows you to invest in individual stocks. And while that is a future episode, let's briefly talk about the different types of stock that you can invest in. There are two primary categories that stock fit into. There's preferred and there's common. Preferred stock acts more like a bond, which is when your investment is a loan in the form of debt rather than ownership. Preferred stockholders do not have any voting rights and they are paid dividends or a portion of the company's profits before the next type of stock, which is common stock. Common stock does give you ownership in a business with the ability to vote on things such as the board of directors. Common stockholders are paid dividends as well, but only after preferred stockholders. Common stock is often what most people own when they purchase stock through a DIY app such as Robinhood. From there, we can segment stocks further by looking at their market capitalization. Market cap is the total value of outstanding shares for a particular stock. It essentially tells you how much a company is worth. There can be large cap stocks, also known as blue chip stocks. Blue chip stocks have a market cap of $10 billion or more and are usually established with a record of profitability. Think 
Google. Many large cap stocks can be growth stocks, and no surprise there that many stocks that fit into that category are tech stocks. So Tesla, Apple, they'd fit in there too. Next, we have mid cap stocks. These stocks have a market cap between $2 billion and $10 billion. Finally, we have small cap stocks, where the market cap is, you guessed it, less than $2 billion. These make up some of the various kinds of investment vehicles that you can put your money to work in. There are, of course, many others that we didn't mention here today, but we'll definitely explore them in the future. Interact with us on Instagram and TikTok to tell us exactly what vehicles you'd like to learn more about. We want to make sure we keep it relevant. Before we wrap up here today, we definitely want to make sure we give mention to the power of compound interest. This is often one of the best reasons to invest a portion of your earnings in whatever vehicle makes sense for you. Compound interest is when you earn interest on top of interest. Think of it this way. If you start by investing $100 and you earn 5% each year, you'll have $105 at the end of year one and $110.25 at the end of year two. In year two, you not only earn the $5 on the original $100 investment, but you also earned another 25 cents on the $5 interest you earned in year one. While this doesn't really seem like much, it's going to add up over time. So even if you have to start small, start as early as you can to capitalize on as much compound interest as possible. That's all we got for you today, folks. Hope you learned something new. Make sure you do your research and figure out exactly what's for you. And we'll see you on the next Walking Naked on Wall Street episode. Follow the Silver Spoon pod on Instagram and TikTok to join the conversation. Slide into our DMs with any investing topics that make you anxious, scared, excited, or overwhelmed. We want to make sure that we're keeping the content relevant. Subscribe and share with a friend so you can both get your weekly spoonful of the abundant life you deserve. Until next time.